Magical animated whimsy meets dark and tragic Russian history. Welcome everyone to Rebooted, the podcast where we are recasting classic movie reboots so Hollywood doesn't have to do it. I think it would be funny if our voices cut out at some point and were replaced with much better singing voices that don't match each other. <laughs> That's basically yeah, like, my big note from this movie is that everyone... like, somehow Meg Ryan just stops and some other singer starts and then John Cusack stops and another singer starts and you're like, oh. A part of me like really, 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 really wants to believe that that's the way John Cusack sounds, but we like all know it's not year old true. Young man, trained Broadway star. That was all a lie. Wasn't no, it? no. You used me. I was just part of your con to get her money. No, 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 no. Look, it may have started out that way, but everything's different now because you really are Anastasia. You no, are. Stop it. From the very beginning, you lied. And I not only believed you, I actually... Anya, please. When you spoke of the hidden door of the wall opening and the little boy, listen to me. That was... No! I don't want to hear about anything that I said or remembered. You just leave me alone. The slap indeed. (sighs) How dare you, Dimitri. I'll say this. It it was very difficult to pull... um, the clips that we watch as we're recording to talk about because it is a very popular thing with this movie to take uh to take the film and remove the voices and for people to dub over it with their own interpretation of the lines wait what for real yes i'm 100 percent serious i could not find that's why it's like weirdly like letterboxed in that Uh picture because like There were so many other clips of this movie of moments I loved, but it's all people being like so-and-so as Dimitri and me as Anastasia, like people who want to put their spin. And I don't think I've ever seen this for any other animated movie like this. It is There are tons of these on YouTube, people doing their own reads for the animated characters. Isn't that crazy? That's so strange. Um, I wonder, so there's a little weirdness to this animation. It it felt like they were using like classic techniques, like shooting someone live action and then just like cell painting over their movements. Uh But then there was also like CGI, like 3D animation and, and it, 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 so even the designs all looked like they didn't, they weren't uniform. I, I bet it's just very easy to because their like mouth cycles aren't as like sharp and crisp as maybe mm. some like Disney movies. But that's weird. Like that's a I it's was gonna say get strange. a hobby, but like that's their hobby. Like get a get a different <laughs> hobby. Stop fiddling with that thing. Sit up straight. Remember you're a grand duchess. And how do you know what great duchesses do or don't do? I may get my business to know. Oh. Look, Anya, I'm just trying to help, alright? Dimitri, Mm -hmm. do you really think I'm royalty? You know I do. Then stop bossing me around. I I really want to know if some voice voice acting class uses this movie Mm. as like an example of like maybe voice acting or like ADR. Like maybe they're just like Mm. as a film project hundreds of students at University of Texas now have to create remakes of Anastasia. (laughs) Um, Anyways, if you're new to this podcast, nothing makes sense currently. So (laughs) welcome to Rebooted. I am Brian Flynn, and with me as always is Kenneth Trent, your uh, guides through the world of movie reboots as we take a classic Hollywood movie and recast it as if Hollywood was going to remake it today, because more than likely... They are. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're movie buffs like we are, you see the patterns, you see the the grid and the matrix, and you know that eventually Hollywood's going to start cannibalizing our, our all of our beloved movies. Um, this yeah, week we're it's doing, exhausting. It's we very hate tired. it. <laughs> uh, this week we're talking about Anastasia, starring Meg Ryan, John Cusack, Kelsey Grammer, Angela Lansbury, and Christopher Lloyd. Um, but before we get into this uh, very strange animated historical remix... Um, and that's a very light way of saying it. Uh, we're going to talk about some reboot news. Um, 
Oh God, I did. I never read the fucking news until now, and this one really gut punched me. Huh. <laughs> new Nutty Professor movie in the works from Project X's James Vanderbilt, William Sherrick, and Paul Neinstein. Uh, we all remember yes. the Nutty Professor, right? Uh, first portrayed by um, Jerry Lewis, uh, and then later rebooted in the '90s with Eddie Murphy, which gave us such classics as The Clumps. Is that right? The Clumps from Doctor, no, I'm thinking Doctor Doolittle. No, no, or Nutty Professor. Where did the Nutty clumps Professor? Come from? I think the clubs come from Nutty Professor. Okay. <clears throat> um, Cue the Hercules. Hercules. After breathing new life into the Scream franchise, Project X Entertainment's James Vanderbilt, William Sherrick, and Paul Neinstein are looking to do the same with a classic comedy intellectual property. Uh, no studios is attached as Project X will package themselves before taking it out on the market. Um, so. Right now, it's just it's just an, an announcement of intent, basically. Yeah. Um, the original we- Nutty Professor is considered one of the classic comedies from the late Lewis and follows a nerdy professor who, in order to improve his love life, drinks a potion that temporarily turns him into a handsome but obnoxious buddy love. The film was rebooted in 96 by Universal and had Murphy not only play the professor and his alter ego, Love, but also famously playing the professor's five other family members, the clumps. Yes. Okay. Film was a massive hit. Huh, we should really read these articles before we, really we start should. talking about them. Um, what do we do? We care about this. Do you care about this? What are you? What are you? What are your thoughts? Honestly, I was like, eh, maybe I don't. And then I remembered that one um, Janet Jackson song from The Nutty Professor. And honestly, I think I'm on board. Uh, I love Janet, man. Justice for Janet, truly. What did she... Oh, for the nipple reveal 20 fucking yeah. years ago that we still somehow that, can't get over? That we still punish her for? Yeah, guys, Please. let's get with that. And you know what, Justin? You coward. Justin Timberlake, I'm calling you out. You knew yeah. what you were doing. You knew the whole time and you paid this PR firm to walk back every fucking intent you had and you let her twisting in the wind shame um yeah he could have made this up to her so many times and just put listen this is a topic for a whole other podcast but yeah that was shady really really shady um i i don't care about the nutty professor i don't know why i i don't have any love for this but i'm sure there are people out there who love jerry lewis and eddie murphy Mm -hmm. uh, their versions of this um i'm more focused in this thing about the scream reboot I'm like, yes, more Scream, please. Um, Speaking of horror reboots, I stuck this in here as to note it because um, there was a a, uh, headline on Deadline (laughs) uh, about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, which caught my attention because I was like, wait, Texas Chainsaw Massacre? So apparently they were planning on shooting right now and then they got shut down due to COVID. And also they had to hire a new director. I don't really want to spend a ton of time talking about this, but I thought it was really fascinating that like we this had not shown up on our radar at all, that they're filming a new Texas Chainsaw and it's essentially... Um, it's a reboot in the sense that they're uh, getting rid of all of the sequels and mm. all of the beginnings and all of the other Texas Chainsaw movies and just picking up right where the original stops. So it's like a reboot sequel in that way. Um, but I thought that was weird because it's facing all of this drama now. But um, I, it, I did not know that they were they were making this movie. And the cast is... Yeah, it's truly wild. The cast is Elsie Fisher from 8th grade. Jacob Lattimore from The Maze Runner. Like, what is this movie? I'm just reading what's going on and it's like, within 48 hours, the director was basically just like replaced. And then they're just, they're not using any of his footage. They're just going to restart from scratch. What do you think of this this whole move? I mean, I'm going to call it the Halloween move where it's like, horror franchise exists for 20 plus years, 25 plus years, mm-hmm. and then they chop off 19 years of that franchise mm-hmm. to start sort of like a new, it, you could also call it like the Star Trek. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it sparks more of an interest, I think, for me, because I 
can weirdly, I am weirdly when it comes to classic horror movies, not usually a fan of sequels. Like I love Halloween. I don't, I haven't seen most of the sequels and I don't care to. Yeah. Friday, Friday the 13th, same way. Love the original. Don't really care about the sequels. Like it, I just, I don't have an interest in it. And so there is something fascinating for me because I'm like, yeah, I, I love Texas Chainsaw. I think the way it ends is so iconic. I, I'm a little interested. Like literally, what if the cameras pick up right in that moment after Leatherface is done having <laughs> a having a freak out in the middle of the street with his chainsaw? And it's like, what do we do now? I Yeah. But also, where did this movie come from? And why is it having so much know. trouble? Well, it's being shot in Bulgaria. Did you read this? Um, directors Andy and Ryan Tohill have exited a film that was a week into production in Bulgaria. Bulgaria, apparently one of the few countries that have defeated COVID. So, <laughs> so you can kind of shoot a movie there. Does Bulgaria look like Texas? Like, um, what is happening? I mean, I guess you could because like the the setting for the house in Texas Chainsaw is so desolate in a way. I guess you could make it you could make some like field in Bulgaria look like that, but who knows? Maybe I'm, maybe <laughs> Leatherface got on a plane. That's that's a movie I'd watch. I I just googled Bulgaria landscapes and I'm hit with like the most bucolic like gorgeous <laughs> mountain river it's streams. A stunning like, country. It's a stunning country. How is this supposed to be West Texas? I don't know. I this is very strange. Um, um I don't know where this movie came from. Wasn't the la what was the horror was it the Chucky remake? Child's, Child's play, play that also was just like let's just fly under the radar. Well that one came out very quickly because I feel like between us like between the deadline article where we were like, I guess this is happening, and the premiere, it was a matter of months. Yeah. Which, guys, low-key, Child's Play. I think it's on HBO Max or something like that. A lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and we have one more uh, piece of news. I feel like this can't be ignored and is highly controversial. I decided to take this one because I wanted to guide you <clears throat> down the TikTok path. <laughs> okay. This is my... In my in induction into TikTok. So they're remaking She's All That mm -hmm. and gender swapping Freddie Prince Jr.'s role. Freddie Prince Jr. plays Zach, who transforms Lainey Boggs, played by Rachel Lee Cook. This is literally the classic. She takes her glasses off and becomes hot and he falls in love with her. They're gender swapping those roles and the lead is going to be played by a TikTok influencer by the name of Addison Ray. If you have ever messed around on TikTok, you have most likely seen a video of Addison or a video making fun of Addison. She is 19 years old and extremely famous with Gen Z. Why do we do this? I don't know. I don't I don't know if we're the ones to figure out the the moves and the the culture of the youth, but um I mean Maybe she has talent. Like, she must have some agent. There's no way Miramax isn't just going to give her a movie without, you know. I mean, the thing is, I read. I don't know. I'm not saying she doesn't have talent. I don't want to say that. But here's the thing I think it's just. I don't know about this. <laughs> it's surprising to us because, like, it's new, right? But, like, wasn't Justin Bieber discovered on fucking YouTube? Like, that's that's different. That's different. Because, and I'll say that's different because Justin Bieber was discovered on YouTube. Sean Mendez was discovered on Vine. Great. Those are platforms where if you are a singer, you can adequately express your gifting in a way that like if a record exec saw it, they'd be like, yeah, there's potential here. This girl does dances on TikTok. That's it. One. I'm going to watch one. Addison Ray. Okay. Having watched one video, <laughs> I can safely say that I don't fucking get it. Like, what is happening? What is going on? Yeah, I, I don't know. I have no idea. It's the thing is. 
it's a classic like i remember fighting with our with like instructors of mine in grad school about this very topic and we would fight like our whole class full of millennials would fight with them about how they were convinced that like YouTubers and like Instagram influencers were the future of like Hollywood talent. And we would be like, no, you can't like, just because they have followings doesn't mean that something is going to be successful. And I feel like we're still in that mindset where now there's just a new crop of people that it's like, yes, millions of people follow this girl on TikTok. Does that translate to dollars in the box office? I don't think so. I don't think so. Like fame is not talent. This doesn't make any sense. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like, hey, let's get you on TV. Let's get you set experience. Let's get you like, let's, you know, put you on Law and Order. Let's put you on like these longer running shows. Like anything we can get. Let's get you on like, let's get you on like. Uh, like even a stint on like. Grownish. An- let's get her like, yeah, yeah, Riverdale. Let's get you like people who are your age. Let's get you on TV that your fans will watch you on mm-hmm. so that you'll get experience. So then. But it does seem like they're skipping steps A through D to go straight to like, you're going to be the lead of a movie. And it's, yes, it's also a slap in the face, I think, to the genuinely talented people putting out content who are like working actors creating fun stuff. Or even like, like I think about someone like Liza Koshy, who's a YouTuber, who I think is tremendously talented and doesn't like could potentially i think have like a film career but like she's not doing a ton of stuff and i it's i feel like it's looking at people like that and being like no this girl is hotter right now so she has to like no (laughs) no uh like angori rice must be furious you know what i mean like she is such a talented actress that we all are like angori rice is going to be huge like like she's already like a a star in her own right but like what the fuck and i maybe this makes us sound just like angry old people angry like being like "Eh, the tick i am an active participant in tiktok and i think this is ridiculous But I, yeah, but like I, I'm sort of like the other side. I'm like, look, if there is a platform for you to show this talent and you get plucked for that talent, I think that makes sense. But if she's just like using TikTok to make fucking dances and then mm-hmm. she's like, hey, how about you become an actor? Why don't you also become a world renowned chef? <laughs> like, why not? Why not just do it all? It makes no fucking sense. It's true. All right. Okay. Well, I think we've ranted on long enough. <laughs> Great. Shaking our fists to the sky as the kids hoverboard away. Um, <laughs> you ready to talk about this movie? Yeah, let's do it. Guys, this is a reboot of Anastasia. What is that? This? Well, I've always had it ever since before I can remember. May I? It was our secret. My Anastasia's and mine. The music box. To to sing me to sleep when you were in Paris. Anastasia. Um, <clears throat> um, Anastasia stars Meg Ryan as the titular Anastasia, aka Anya, uh, John Cusack as Dimitri, Kelsey Grammer as Vladimir, Angela Lansbury as the Dowager? Dowager? Dowager, Empress Marie, and Christopher Lloyd as the Sinister and Creepy Crawly Rasputin. Um, so, uh, I'll admit, guys, so I I was watching this, what was this, like, 14 months ago, it feels like, and I could not get through it. I watched it, like, 
I watched it in like segments like five times and I texted Kenna that I was like, I don't know if I can do this movie. I, I, I just, I wasn't into it. And you were like, it's good. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> you're like, um, it's good. I, um, I didn't understand where you were coming from. Cause this is, this is a good movie. I like, I don't know why I didn't enjoy it as much as I had hoped. Um, I thought the voice acting was distracting. I didn't know if the music was as catchy as I had liked or I had <gasps> hoped. Um, but I think it was because I found myself wanting to like, sometimes I'll research while watching the movie or like I'll take mm-hmm. notes or I'll look up actors. I think I spent a lot of time reading the actual history of Anastasia mm-hmm. um, that it was like, it sort of distracted me from the movie. But let me tell you, <laughs> Uh, the history of this movie reads more like Schindler's List than Cinderella, okay? Like, it is dark, 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 dark. Yes. Um, And also, not to get too political, because we are not a political podcast, but were the Romanovs all that great? Like, were they really, like, the greatest? Like, this movie hinges on, like, the Romanov dynasty falling and, like, the Bolshevik. I mean, this isn't an endorsement for communism, but I mean, like... Right, but, like, on the revolution of it, are we yeah. really all that upset that like, they were displaced? Like, historically, murdered. people were... Russians were dying in droves back then. Like, so what I guess what I'm saying is, like, how do we recontextualize a remake of this movie while also everyone fully being aware that Anastasia's fate is not as clear... Or is is very clear than perhaps it was in 1997 when this came out. So, like, in 97, people were still like, we don't know where Anastasia is. Yeah. And then in 20, 2005, they did, like, hard DNA tests of certain, like, remains. Um, and they were like, oh, yep, she's in here somewhere in this <laughs> mass grave <laughs> with her family. But... Um, <laughs> But I think like in the in the great history of 90s animated films that took really dark stories and tried to make them fun, they do a good job of just being like, what if the princess was still alive and had no account of her earlier life? And so we get to play her as this sort of magical princess character who is who is beautiful and kind and. She only has her grandmother left, who is allegedly wonderful. And, like, we don't have to mess around with, like, I don't know. Who who was in the right? Who was in the wrong? As you don't want to as- do a, a deep dive musical number about the reds and the whites and, and no. whether or not they're... <laughs> I want to hear... Have you heard? There's a rumor in St. Petersburg. <laughs> That's it. Okay. Um, all right. I, yeah. So I guess with all this said, I am thinking that a remake of this movie might be a little more clouded in that history, which I don't think is necessarily bad. I do mm-hmm. think it's a very fine line to walk. Like, mm-hmm. um, I was reading how like this was received in Russia as like they had to really let people know like this is not a historical account of the story. Yeah. This is a fairy tale version. And and people were like, yeah, it's great. Sure. And I think in my head, I was like, I there's a lot of beautiful animated whimsy in this, which is really, really great. Mm-hmm. I think in my head, though, with these like more with like with these live action remakes that Disney has been doing over the course of several years, they they are skewing a little darker than their mm-hmm. animated counterparts counterpart yeah i mean i think i think it's a great example of how like part of the magic of something like anastasia is that it does sort of gloss over the problems of history to tell us a what if magical fairy tale version of history and i mean i think like the live you're right the live action version of this needs to be very careful with how it tells the story ultimately because like i think mulan is a great example of how like yes there were lots of uh culturally inappropriate things in the original animated film but it doesn't necessarily mean that fully turning everything over in the other direction and 
wanting to like i think we lost some of the magic of the story by being like no it is going to be a completely reverent look at because ultimately they take things out of context like there were so many times where i was like do i understand the meaning of chi no i don't (laughs) they're using it in a completely like bastardized way that is supposed to make sense to white people and it ultimately like harms the the culture but like yeah like that's the thing you have to be careful with is like is it is it going to work or are we just trying to make money yeah history says it's not Mm. gonna work we're just trying to make (laughs) money money. all right i guess i'll get off my like high horse about like what is this movie gonna look like politically like how is it gonna balance that i think maybe you just solve it as like the politics, it's the same way this movie solved it. It's like the politics were the reason that she lost her family. And the mm-hmm. movie isn't about her reclaiming the throne. It's about finding her family. And she doesn't end up becoming the princess like in waiting to take back Russia. Mm-hmm. She she just meets her grandmother and is like, I have family and I'll always have family. But it's best for the Romanovs to just not try and be in charge right now like it's best that the people figure out what what's best for them mm-hmm. of course what's best for them is hundreds of years of communist rule and it's turning out great turning out great. yeah everything's really good in russia right now <laughs> it's, so it's totally fine congratulations i mean <laughs> Things I watched, really turned around <laughs> i watched chernobyl earlier this year and i was like this is great this is dope <laughs> All right. let's get started with uh more of the whimsy if we shall um, live action remake. I I got scared that I didn't clear this up with you. That like we're still making a musical, right? Like I picked actors that can sing. Oh, I did. <laughs> I, did not, <laughs> I did not consider this a musical. Okay, so maybe we should have clarified this. So this will be interesting. You're doing a non singing <laughs> yeah. version. I still does wanted... Mulan have does Mulan have music in it, or is it no. like a war movie? Okay, no, it's a war movie. So you're doing like a Mulan, and I'm doing mm-hmm. like a Beauty and the Beast. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't even consider it because I was just like, eh. That's too hard. It's really hard to find. Like, what do you do to find singing singing actors and actresses that we haven't already picked? It's like. But I did like, I did knows? like try to, because I still wanted it to be like funny. Yeah. In a lot of ways. So I tried to skew it in a sort of like. Dr- drama comedy kind of way okay so do you want to go first sure all right um up first to bat is anastasia um yeah my biggest question about her is that you pointed this out earlier that she her ultimate goal is to find out where she belongs she finds her grandmother and then is immediately like well See ya. I'm going to go live with this poor Russian kid. No, no, no. Not just live with him. They get married the next scene. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah. We love that. They get married on the boat. I'm assuming the captain I'm into did it. it. <clears throat> and she's like, I'm out. But like, assumingly just, back to Russia or do they stay in Paris? Like, I just I really didn't understand that move in general because I was like, she is the one in power here. He has no home or family. So why does she have to leave to be with him? I don't know. It's it's wild. <laughs> it's absolutely wild. He doesn't have a his whole job finished. His He's job a, was yeah. <laughs> faking his way out of Russia and he did it. And now he has no income. He pulled the ultimate con. Where is he going? I have no idea. To find like, the others? In in a live action, the others. The other Romanovs that... But she's the only lost one, right? Yeah. Again, I don't want to talk about the history. The other Romanovs <laughs> were made quick work of uh, probably like a year after the revolution, I think. Very, very quickly after. Yeah, I think that like in in a live action version, I want to see her, I want to see her be like, you come live in my world. So a little more Princess Diaries kind of like ending, like come be a a royal with me. Are you saying? Oh, you're saying Dimitri comes to live with them? Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. 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 That makes way more fucking sense. It just doesn't make sense for her to be like, this is my whole life's dream is to know like who I am and where I belong. And she finds that out. And then she's like, right, cool. Check. Mission accomplished. On to the next. Like She she found out her goal in life was to be a man's wife and was like, this is what I wanted. No. It's fucking brutal. Um, Okay. So for my Anastasia, I picked Olivia Cook. Mm hmm. Um, who I just think is a really stellar actress and I think she would be she has the sort of like fun and spunk but could also you know tug at the old heartstrings. did you watch uh, Thoroughbreds is that what she was in with her I always picture her with like Anna Taylor Joy as just like they're always just going to be tied together in like the weird oh. movies that they're in um but she, yeah, I did great. see Thoroughbreds. She's the movie great. itself wasn't great, but I think she's fantastic. She's great. Who you got? All right. So then the singing and the singing version of this. Um, mm-hmm. and I told you this earlier. Like I wanted to really switch out these actors and actresses like so many times. I wanted to pick an actress again. I'm I'm hungry for new actors. Uh, and I found a couple, but I didn't know if they could sing or not. So I went with uh, another actress that I really like. Who I'm, very positive can and does sing. Uh, I picked Catherine Newton, um, who's coming okay. out with a new movie called Freaky, which looks really, really funny. It looks so enjoyable. Yeah. I can't wait. Um, but she, like, here's the thing. So in my version, we are sort of making a, a fairy tale in quotes. Um, so we're going to need some piece of, like, princess that these these movies tend to like need like i always say like princess is just like you're anointed right like you're chosen you, you're mm-hmm. you're you're divin you're divinely special by the rules of what of like monarch monarchy law but um it's also a mix of like you i wanted to pick someone that we want to watch go through that kind of my fair lady phase yeah of going from like i'm anya like i just want to get to paris i want to stop working in this fish market are you trying to tell me that you think that i am anastasia all i'm trying to tell you is that i've seen thousands of girls all over the country and not one of them looks as much like the grand duchess as you i mean look at the portrait i knew you were crazy from the beginning but now i think you are both mad why you don't remember what happened to you no one knows what happened to her you're looking for family in paris and her only family is in paris you ever thought about the possibility? Oh, well, I don't know. It's kind of hard to think of yourself as a duchess when you're sleeping on a damp floor. But sure. Yeah, I guess every lonely girl would hope she's a princess. So that's who I picked. Um, and I really enjoy her. She's a really funny. Check out Blockers. Uh, if you haven't already seen it, I just think like, I think she has the, the right qualities for this. Um, Another weird fact of the history side is that Anastasia, okay. I guess, was known to be sort of mischievous, oh. which um, like a practical joker, which I thought could be something that you'd want a, a new version to sort of to do. Because I don't think this Anastasia really has that quality. I think she's more like, where am I? I'm sleepwalking on a train. Like, Ugh. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's a great choice. Thank you. Yeah, no, I, I, as a real life princess, I think that'd be a lot of fun. Thank you. All right, should we move on to Dimitri, played by John Cusack and a Broadway yes. singer? Like, it's jarring <laughs> how different how... their singer, like the singing voice is. Like, just think, Vlad, no more forging papers, no more stolen goods. We'll have three tickets out of here one for you, one for me, and one for Anastasia. It's the rumor, the legend, the mystery. It's the Princess Anastasia who will help us fly. You and I, friend, will go down in history. They really went for stars and were just like, we don't care. Like, we don't care if they make sense. Like, so their voice acting, like, is much more mature than their singing voices. It's like, what's going on? Um, Um, Okay, so I needed Dimitri. Like, the look of Dimitri is such like a 90s teen heartthrob. So mm-hmm. I was like, all right, this requires a more current teen heartthrob. I went with KJ Appa from My Beloved Riverdale. Oh, yeah. Who sings yeah. on that show all the time. And I'm like, why are we singing, guys? Like, Archie uh, <laughs> Archie, Archie, ha- Archie is now the leader of an underground boxing gym while simultaneously helping 
runaway street urchins. His dreams of being a singer, guitar player for the fucking talent show are no longer storylines <laughs> we need. But he has to perform for the talent show. <laughs> Um, and the reason I picked him is like, I, I don't think he's a terrible actor. I actually think if you watch like The Hate You Give, he's like really, really good in that. Um, mm-hmm. But like The Hate You Give and Riverdale, he tends to play more of these like straight laced sort of like do-gooder types. And much like last week when I was talking about how I want to give like role, like good, good guy roles to people who mostly play bad guys. And I want to give this actor who plays mostly good guy roles a more like roguish selfish kind of con man vibe mm. and see how he can do with it i want to i want to give him that and see what happens in the lab like what comes out is it something yeah. we want to watch like does he secretly have like weird like harrison ford han solo vibes or is mm. it just like no he can't he just wants to be good like this is a little hollywood uh behind the scenes and i won't mention the actor's name but like I worked on a show where there was supposed to be a character that was like, you know, he was a guy, he was tough, he was good looking, but he um, he wasn't operating with a straight moral compass. And this actor was like, no, I always have to do the right thing. And we were like, that's not interesting. No one wants to watch that. But he just like, he just wanted to be this way. And it was so bad. It was like- That, that sucks. Why are actors yeah. like that? I think they're scared to like be seen as anything but like, you know, whatever they want to be seen as. So they just kind of get nervous. Um, anyways, so KJ Apple, that's who I picked. Yeah, he's bookable. I think people show up for that. Thank you. For the teen heartthrobbiness. <laughs> uh, heart throbbing. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? Was that in window? I don't know. Honestly. <laughs> Honestly, I lost track of it in the middle. Um, I love Dimitri. On the scale of uh, hot animated characters, he definitely lands closer to Prince Eric. Uh, very, very attractive as an animated character. What am I talking about? You're talking about you have the hots for swoopy, 90, swoopy-haired 90s animated characters. Yeah, 100%. He looks like Billy Zane. Oh, yeah, kind of, yeah. He looked yeah. like, uh, to me, he looked like uh, uh, Jonathan Brandis. Oh. He had like a Jonathan Brandis haircut to me yeah oh yeah i mean the 90s and the slightly longer parted down the middle we lived for it devon sawa jtt yeah anyway um okay i went with an actor i because this is something i did try i tried to pick actors i have picked olivia cook before but all the rest of the people on my list, I do not think I've picked before. And I tried to be very conscious of that because apparently I pick all the same people all the time and whatever. <laughs> so for my Dimitri, I picked an actor by the name of Avin Jogia. That, and I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. I'm really annoyed with myself that I'm about to say I saw him in a Quibi show. <laughs> oh, boy. It was the one Quibi I watched. Um, and honestly, I found him, like, he's one of those people that when you see his face, you're probably going to be like, where have I seen that before? He works. He really does work in a lot of stuff. I think his big foray, uh, into the world was like a freeform show. Um, but yeah, anyway, I watched The Stranger on Quibi. I thought he was very cute, very funny. very endearing and i don't know I, I don't even know how i remembered him but i was like this might be kind of fun i can see him maybe playing a little less slick and a little more like falling into his fortunes um two things i but yeah i'm sh- i'm not shocked at this pick i'm more shocked that you somehow have watched quibi like i gave it a shot <laughs> You got a you got like a 90 day free trial at Is the that beginning. True? 
Now yeah. it's like it's forty nine dollars a week. <laughs> we have to make back yeah, a now lot it's of like this money. You get a two day free trial. They have literally like seventy five thousand subscribers, which is insane. <laughs> They're like considering Bird wants his money back. It now. costs a billion dollars to. I don't know. I What's don't know. Funny I still is get all of these shows are going to end up on fucking YouTube Red in like a year. <clears throat> is it? Is it YouTube Red like done? I mean, isn't Quibi done? I don't know who. I mean, I still get emails from Quibi. <laughs> How are they putting out shows? I have no idea. I saw a trailer for some show on Quibi. I was like, "What is happening?" I don't know. Um, you're lucky that I do know this guy because he's in Zombieland Double Tap and he plays the hippie boyfriend and he was so funny in that um so i have seen this person i know who you're talking about i think this is a great pick for what i know of him i can totally see why you picked him so i think that's a great job thank you thank you nailed it um let's talk about accents real quick are you making your accent actors do russian accents are you doing i mean Hollywood doesn't care. <laughs> Are you going to do like the great and make everyone do like British accents? So it's like, so it, it feels to the American brain like this is somehow gonna, elevated to like theater as opposed to accuracy. I'm going to take a Marie Antoinette approach and everybody just speaks in their given accent and we all just ignore that this takes place in <laughs> Russia. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's move on to Vladimir played by Kelsey Grammer who... Uh, I kept thinking looked like like I thought the cartoon really looked like fucking Jonathan Reese Davis. Davies. Oh yeah. Yeah. Very I was much. Like, so. why didn't they just get Jonathan Reese Davis to play this? Is I'm saying it right? Davis or Davies? Davies. Davies, I think. Dave Davies. Daves. Um, <laughs> uh I think you're up. Okay. Um, so for my Vlad. I picked an actor that I really enjoy, I think is very funny and would sort of be, I think, because Vlad kind of has to be like hapless, but also he he is aware of the world enough to be their like connection to the family. Yeah. Um, but he's also a little kooky. So, but he also helps them fall in love. Yes. He's a very complicated character. <laughs> Tell me, child, what do you see? I see a skinny little nobody with no past and no future. I see an engaging and fiery young woman who on a number of occasions has shown a regal command equal to any royal in the world. And I have known my share of royalty. You see, my dear, I was a member of the Imperial Court. Um, so for my Vlad, I picked Peter Capaldi, who... Oh, the, doc um, the, the doctor. Yeah, he played the 12th doctor on Doctor Who. Um, and yeah, I mean, he's a British actor who's been around for a while doing various types of comedy, which I really like, because I think, like, he, he can be a very serious actor, but, um... He's also super funny, and so I kind of liked him as a a sort of like it. It is also weird. I'm curious how Vlad and and Dimitri got connected, because he is like an older man with a much younger male friend. It's it's a it's a Doc Brown Marty McFly scenario that is just never explained. <laughs> like yeah. I thought that it was like a mutual thing where like Dimitri used to work in the palace so he knows everything about the family and then Vladimir is the guy who can like get them to the dowager like he's the, he's the guy who's like so they, they're like Dimitri but trains Anya and Vladimir gets them to where they need to go. That raises another question, though, about <clears throat> why Dimitri is so cagey about his past, because he did used to work in the palace. And so he like he doesn't necessarily want to project that. But like to his friend Vlad, who is helping him, why isn't he like like see it? May, they make it seem like he's been keeping that part of his life secret. And I mean, here's the thing. Here's something we all know and we can all agree on. Men are not shit. So that's part what? of it. <laughs> Explain yourself, please. 
I'm just saying all men are trash. And I think we can all <laughs> present company excluded. But I mean, Mr. Rogers <laughs> wasn't trash. <laughs> I, I'm just saying that I can understand. Tom from, Hanks isn't trash. From like that level, like I get why he sucks. But I'm like, Dimitri, why aren't you like being upfront with the close people in your life about like, like, why are you keeping this from people? Why doesn't he just tell Anya at a certain point, like, like you can trust me because I used to work in the palace and I know what I'm talking about. And I'm like, it does feel like, and I don't want to say like, excuse it as like lazy writing. Cause I don't think it's lazy writing, but it definitely feels like they were, they were hoping that this would be the like turnkey moment in the act three where mm -hmm. it's like Dimitri realizes that she is Anastasia because only Anya like remembers the music box and the doorway and the wall and like, as her and amnesia is recovering he's like holy shit like i didn't tell her any of this i didn't train her to say any of this stuff so i don't think that answer is like why doesn't he just be like look i worked in the palace i know what she did like you just do this and then then you can have more scenes where anastasia would be like i would never do this i mean anastasia would never do this uh i would do this and then dimitri would be like yeah that's right, but like that's not princessy of people, right? Like, yeah. So it's like if you do this thing where like Anastasia is like this mischief maker, she's like kind of a little like a, a rougher edge tomboy or something like that. Maybe that's something to do. Like, the reason that they failed all these times is because he's trained Anastasia to be a certain to because in his mind he thinks Anastasia is like this wonderful, beautiful princess, mm -hmm. but he's like a boy, you know, maybe with like a little crush. Yeah. Um, and then later he realizes that she's like kind of, you know, I don't want to say manic pixie dream girl, but she just has like idiosyncrasies that are that are true to the story. And so then you could be like, yeah, I I'm the like servant boy. I'm the fucking cook's right hand man or whatever it is like. So he doesn't have to be so cagey. Yeah, I, I guess that's one pitch. But And just like that, we're already writing a better movie. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> great pick. Thanks. I only know Peter Capaldi as through um, In the Loop, that like brilliant fucking comedy by the guy who like wrote Veep and um, Armando another... Iannucci. Yeah. Um, so I only know him as like this cutting, eviscerating, like political asshole. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, I'm assuming that Peter Capaldi has a wider range of emotions than just like biting cynicism but um all right so musical anastasia live action anastasia um this movie in my version i don't think i'm gonna have room for a talking bat uh played by hank azaria and so i'm gonna need a lot more comedy mm -hmm. and so i picked an actor who is has always delivered on the comedy and yet can still do drama and weirdly can sing and has been in a bunch of musicals but i picked john c Riley. Mm, very um, fun very fun i think like i don't need a hapless vladimir you know i don't need him to be like oh god the train's on fire but like <laughs> i do think that you want him like in the action kind of being like we gotta get you know i don't know but, but you know just john c Riley. fuck it's john c Riley. everyone loves john c Riley. love john c Riley. chicago come yeah. on <clears throat> who would have thought he had the range um I recently watched uh, Walk the Line. Is that what? It, yeah. His. The, the, you, the like spoof on Ring of Fire. Oh, Walk the Line is Walk the hard. real movie. Walk, Walk hard. hard is yeah. the. Yeah. It is so fucking funny. It is so brutally funny. It It's amazing. Um, anyways. All right, let's move on to uh, the Dowager Empress Marie, played by Angela Lansbury. Ugh, Angela. Um, I think I'm up, and I'm just going to get to it. There's nothing really, like, the Empress Marie, to me, if I could describe her character, it would be like, and I don't mean this in a sexual way. I just mean, like, she's like, oh. she's like home base. As soon as they get to her, it just feels like the movie is over. Mm -hmm. And then there's like this weird action scene, though, immediately after they're reconnected. That is yeah. very strange. Um, 
So not much character to go on here. It's just sort of like get Anastasia to the Dowager. The Dowager rejects her and then realizes that it has, actually is Anastasia, but then Anastasia is almost killed and then they're reunited. Lovely. I went with Dame Judy Dench. And my only note is you guys saw cats, right? She was phenomenal in that trash movie. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that movie was awful. Um, I mean, absolutely. She's going to get the job done. We love Dame Judy Dench. Mm-hmm. DJD. DJD. Um, <laughs> also, her. I feel like we've talked about this. Also a TikTok star. Judy Dench? Yeah, her like grandson is on TikTok and she is often a participant <sighs> oh boy. in his little in his little videos. Um if I could steer the conversation towards Pirates of the Caribbean, do you do you remember that she's in Pirates 4 as a stagecoach passenger? She's a fucking cameo and she's a stagecoach passenger that Jack Sparrow kidnaps and then they like get handsy in the back seat, I think. And then he's like off yeah. on his own. World. Yeah, because that's that's a really charming character aspect of Jack Sparrow. <laughs> we know he is always ready to inappropriately touch a woman. God bless America. Okay, I think that's very. It's very. It's. I feel like people are drawn to her as a little like stunt casting of like she's our girl. We'll see her a few times. We'll get that cutting. I don't believe you. I'm tired mm-hmm. of seeing. I think that's great. And here's another like... thing. Sorry. Here's another thing. Americans think Judy Dench is the queen. Changed my mind. <laughs> I can't, I have no I have no rebuttal for that. I think I think literally if you showed if you showed somebody in Middle America a picture of Judy Dench, they'd be like, "Yeah, she's the queen. She's also in James Bond movies. That makes sense." <laughs> Um, I feel like I, I, I made a similar choice, uh, esteemed British actress can play definitely looking down her nose, but ultimately has a heart of gold for her sweet Anastasia. <laughs> I picked Eileen Atkins. If you're confused about who that is, honestly, look her up. Cause you're going to see her face and be like, Oh yeah, she's done lots of stuff. Paddington two, the crown. <sighs> She's in Gosford Park, Cold Mountain. Um, What a girl wants. I mean, this woman works and I think she is fantastic. I'm sorry. Can we give her her proper title? Dame Eileen Atkins. Okay. She is a dame. Okay. Well, Um, sorry. (laughs) um, I... I feel like I do know this person, but I, I, it's not coming back to me. So what have I seen? Have I seen Gosford Park? No. Have I seen Cold Mountain? No. Have I seen What a Girl Wants? I think I have years ago. Mm-hmm. Have I seen the Russell Crowe Robin Hood? Absolutely. Trash. I have seen Paddington <laughs> too. All right. Great pick. Very, very regal lady. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I I enjoy it. It's weird they like they keep showing her and like Helen Mirren young photos, and I'm like, this is weird. I gotta get out of here. Um, <laughs> all right, should we move on to Rasputin? Arguably the mo- the most the weirdest character in this whole movie and in yes. real life. Um, the history of Rasputin yes. is fascinating. Um, he was murdered by the so he was like a family friend of the Romanovs. Um, may or may not have uh, crept into their bedrooms at night to like kiss them goodnight um, and when people were like no thanks the czar like banished him from the like kingdom mm-hmm. but he was such a close personal like advisor to the queen that he was never fully out of the realm until two years prior to the events of the revolution, I believe it was the queen's cousin or the Tsarist's cousin that murdered Rasputin, like just took a knife and just shanked the guy. Um, in terms of like his magical prowess, I would ass- I would sort of make this akin to like 
if you were the president and you were like, Ben Carson should lead HUD. Basically, okay. he was like a faux religious weirdo who didn't like have any claim to science or religion and just was like a cult of personality. Where do we get this idea that he was like mystical? Because he touted that he was and the and and like the czarist believed him. Oh. Like huh. that he could like predict the future and that he could like cure disease like he could cure polio and like he was a weird guy. Really weird guy and like everyone thought that he was like uh, a big time creepo with the kids but then like Ooh. all the letters from the kids were like oh my dearest friend when can we see you again like we miss our dearest friend and we're just like yeah this is also a serious question so that group from like the 70s or 80s that wrote that funky disco song about him why Wait, what you're not familiar with with okay all my all my um oh, bony m yeah it's a song they weirdly used in like a just dance game in like 2010 and so it is very much in my musical le lexicon but why? I don't know. I'm into it, it's, though. Was he like... Because I feel like in the song, they make it seem like, oh, he was like Mr. Like Sex. Is it the case? I don't know. The 1978 Euro disco hit single by German-based pop and Euro disco group Boney M. It was written by the group's creator Frank Farian. It's a semi-biographical song about Grigory Rasputin. The song describes Rasputin as a playboy, mystical healer, and political manipulator. I mean, I believe it. <laughs> anyway, I think here's the thing. It's very fun. He's very fun. Maybe upstaged a little by his sidekick because Bartok is so like cute and whimsical. Yeah. But I think like Rasputin as a like the idea of him is good. He's a good villain. So it's weird that we don't see him very often. So that would just be my biggest note for the remake is that we should see him more. <laughs> well, that's the problem. He's dead. By the time this happens, he's been dead for 12 years. But so, he's like stuck in purgatory. But yeah. purgatory is a literal place in the earth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not a metaphysical plane of existence. Yeah. It's just like three stories down in a void under yes. the city of St. Petersburg. And I didn't fully understand this, but like like <clears throat> Bartok's been holding on to the the this bottle that's filled with his soul because he sold his soul he sold he sells his soul to get revenge on the rasputins who murdered him the romanovs the rasputins yeah the romanovs different russian comic book last name um <laughs> sorry that's a that's an inside marvel joke um it's not even a joke okay. nobody nobody cares um so he makes the deal with the devil to get revenge on the Romanovs who technically have murdered him, but this isn't in the movie. He just wants to like punish them for kicking him out of the like the circle, the inner circle. Wait, what you're describing is real life. It's not okay. the movie. What's happened? Wait, are you in I, the that's movie? A that's a question. I don't know. I don't in know the... what's happening. Okay, stay with me. We're almost okay. there. Kata. Okay, <laughs> we got maybe twenty minutes left. In the movie, Rasputin swears revenge on the Romanovs for yes. banishing him from the kingdom. And he gets it by selling his soul to the devil, uh -huh. some evil uh, or witchcraft. And his like life force is like then bonded to the fate of the Romanovs. So oh, okay. I believe it's like as long as the Romanovs are dead, 
he's dead. But then when he finds out Anastasia is alive, oh, he's okay. given a second chance to like finish the job. So then why does it take him so long to become like a corporeal being? I have no idea. Why have I never thought about this watching the movie? I think it's because we don't see him very often. Like the little minions come out and like met like mess with things because they're directed to, but like him as a villain is so not present. I think he's in like four scenes. He's like in the in the cold open he's the cold open. He's in the prologue. Mm-hmm. He's then resurrected by Batrock Bartok. Bartok. Like minute thirty. Mm-hmm. Then he has a song number. Oh, does he sing song. then or does he sing later? I remember. No, and then he's, he's like, yeah, he sings in that scene. <clears throat> then he's like, I'm gonna go do it myself. And then it's the bridge scene where he's like mm-hmm. fighting Anastasia on the bridge. Yeah, he's really not in this movie a lot. Yeah. Whose turn is it? My turn. I think it's your turn. Um. I I feel like I made an obvious choice for Rasputin, but one that we will need to see more of. I picked Sasha Baron Cohen. (laughs) Fuck, that's so fucking good. Can I change mine, please? Can we just do a samesies? No. No, you have to tell tell me what you picked. And he can sing. But he's not singing. (laughs) Fuck. Fuck me, man. That's so fucking good. Oh, uh, I don't. Oh, so bomb. I picked Hugh Jackman. Who cares? Oh, um, oh. <laughs> you're right. That's not as good as my pick, but he could do it. He could do it. I do want to give him another crack at like a cinematic villain. And I do think my my version of this movie needs a little more star power. And I think Hugh Jackman gets us across that finish line. Mm-hmm. So it's like you got John. It's like Hugh Jackman, John C. Riley, KJ Apa, Judy Dench, like. It makes my lead the least famous out of all of them. So it's like yeah. you're coming to, for many Americans, there probably would be discovering this actress. But fuck, that's so good. No more. I don't have any words. That I think that's tremendous. A tremendous choice. Thanks. That's I thought this haunting was, me. That seems, it seems very, uh, it just, like, if you want somebody to absolutely chew this up and spit this out, I think he's yeah. going to do it. So... And that's what I want, like somebody to actually like play this out and be a threat to our characters. (laughs) No, he definitely needs to be more in this movie. I think he's the most interesting Russian figure in a long time. So like, why not have him in more stuff? Especially if you're going to make him like a zombie Rasputin, like that's fucking cool, man. Like, And especially because like right now, the biggest villain in the movie is amnesia because that (laughs) is the thing keeping... Anastasia, for, like, no, it should be zombie Rasputin come up from his grave to torment her. Yeah. But also crack a few jokes. Um, I do think <laughs> uh, if you look, if you Google a picture of Rasputin, I do think he looks like my boy Faris Faris, which I don't, I didn't want to pick because I, I don't know if he can sing and I just don't want to keep picking the same actors, but they look identical. It's really strange. I have an action. I'll tell you this. I don't know if you know this about me, but I have a fear of old pictures. <laughs> um, <laughs> like I have, I, there was a particular picture in like my grandma's apartment growing up that like I would literally want to take off the wall and turn around because it was of my like great, great grandparents. And it's just one of those like stock still, like you had to stand still for as long as possible to not mess with the picture. And it horrified me. Kenneth, this looks... is the funniest fact about you that I've ever learned, <laughs> that you are afraid of old photographs. And so right now I'm looking at photographic evidence of Rasputin and I hope I don't dream about it tonight because <laughs> it is terrifying to me. Oh, it's so fucking funny. Oh. It's so scary, Brian. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Let's get out of here. Okay. Let's uh, get to the our favorite part. Uh, guys, where does Barry Pepper go? Um, let's, let's say it together on three. Where did you put him? One. Two, three. Czar Nicholas. Bartok. I, I <laughs> Wait, in your non-singing live action remake Here's of the thing. Anastasia, there's Here's still a the talking thing. bat? A, a 
I think, deadly mistake that Mulan made. And I'm not saying they had to put Mushu in the movie. I'm not saying that. But I think it lacked a sidekick, funny, kind of like strong. And so I'm like, you know what? Honestly, if if Rasputin had a little sidekick character who is just like his lackey, I'm into that. I'm giving that to Barry Pepper. He doesn't have to do a voice. Listen, I'm making So he's moves. not an animal. He's No, he's a like because it's real. He would just be like his like minion. I I would be so I would be so confused why Barry Pepper is standing next to Sasha Baron Cohen in every scene. Because I don't know who this new character is. You know what I mean? Like, does he talk like Hank Azaria? Is he no. just like a funny, <laughs> weird guy? Like, he might be a little weird, but like, he he's almost like the little like straight man to how crazy Rasputin is going to be, but is like the guy that he like kicks around a little bit, like a body man. He's just like there to to serve yeah. the Church of Rasputin. All right, okay. I mean, I, I'm. It's not a hill I'm gonna die on, <laughs> but <laughs> um, I do think you do make a good point that like Rasputin will need people to interact with instead of just being like a shady weirdo moving through yeah. Europe. Um, so I get that. All right. <clears throat> um, would you Would you remake this movie? A hundred percent. No, thank you. Mm, I'm on the fence. I think it would depend on who was making it. And what their like take would be if like Tim Burton is gonna come up or come around, I'd be like, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think I think it's hard now knowing the definitive evidence of what happened to Anastasia for me to think that like could we give historical license to this? Yeah. Again, so because it feels it feels a little inauthentic to make now that we do know what happened. It feels a little inauthentic to be like, ah, what could have been. She was a princess and very pretty. Yeah. Like, ugh. yeah, and it's like, how do you dispel DNA testing? Like, you don't. Yeah. Like, there could be some version where, like, some of her hair was left behind, and that's what they tested, or I don't know. But like, uh, yeah, you could be like, oh, it was a fake Anastasia. It was a different Anastasia. Is is a cousin, and the real one left. So it, it there's tricky hoops that you would have to get around. I'm still fifty fifty because I think it's. I think at the heart, it's a good story, but I just think the historical context just really does damage to it. But yeah. And it's also, this is a fun movie. I think it's cute. The music is really charming. Yeah. Leave it alone. Yeah. Um, All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Rebooted. If you like this episode, please check out our next episode. We got a great movie for you. We got a great movie. We're crawling pretty fast towards October, our favorite season of the year. Um, So, you know. Tell your friends and family. Check out our past episodes. Kenna, where can the people find us? You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. Stop by and leave us a rating and a review there. That is the best way to help us out. We'll love it. We'll love you. You can also now find us on Ko-fi, where you can go to make a very small donation to help us keep making this podcast. The link is in our description and all over Twitter. Speaking of Twitter, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at RebootedPod. That's it. Great. All right, guys. We did it. We did it. Uh, what's I was gonna say, a cheers in Russian, but I, that's German. Doesn't matter. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>